All right, hi. Hi. Welcome back to Pound of Cure podcast. I know that you're binge listening right now <laughs> and getting real deep into the public health stuff and broadening your horizons and opening your mind. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll continue talking about really depressing, disturbing topics today. It's like just being in quicksand, really. Pretty much. Um, so today... We're talking about, uh, well, toxic agents in the environment, environmental health, environmental yeah. toxicants. Broadly, there are many of them. Obviously. Overall exposure to toxicants. Yeah, what, what does it mean? And what's our prognosis? Um, well, in general, I guess this, this episode was sort of inspired by a couple of studies that came out this month. Um, well, one is a study and one is like a, a, uh, determination by the FDA. So the FDA, um, this week officially decided that the evidence for antimicrobial products does not outweigh the risks. And so they're supposed to be eliminated by next year. I'm not sure the exact date. Okay. Um. So that's an official ruling that like all those products have to be off the market. I yeah, I mean I don't I don't know all the details in terms. They usually like give them some ability to like phase it out, um, but I think they may it may be that they have to stop manufacturing them. Yeah, um, and I guess generally, um, you know, antibacterial products are probably a common thing that people encounter with hand sanitizer, hand soap. Yeah, I remember growing up and just being like, my parents would always buy, intentionally buy the antibacterial soap. Right. Because like, and we were just talking about this, because at surface level, you're like, you think that that is just like this added layer of protection. You know, like, you got your detergent in your soap, which like cleans the whatever dirt and stuff off your hands, and then you're like, okay, I'm going to kill bacteria also, because bacteria equals bad and makes you sick, but such a small percentage of all of the bacterial species out there actually do you harm and make you sick and right. most of the time bacteria is is protecting you from sickness right and it's sort of you know in a similar way as a lot of like broad spectrum antibiotics are yeah. sort of like i don't know what the, the best analogy would be but it's you know sort of just like the idea of just like wiping everything out like but you're leaving the strongest thing. Like, it's right. just, you know, manipulating evolution so that it's like why if people don't take the full course of antibiotics, right. it can be do more harm than not taking any. Right. So I guess what we're alluding to is that, you know, the, the, ma- the biggest risk is that it, it develops bacteria that evolve to be resistant to mm-hmm. all antibiotics. And also, if you think about it, you know, like you have... All kinds of different bacteria colonizing your body and your skin, but if you're using this antibacterial soap, you're just like creating this this space that can be colonized by whatever's around, and you know maybe whatever was there was was protecting your skin, and then you're creating this opportunity for something malicious to come through. Yeah, it's so it's it's bad. <laughs> it can be bad, yeah. And I mean, hand sanitizer. It's crazy to think about. I hate that stuff. How? I mean, I, when I think like 
maybe 10 years ago or so when it was like, I feel like at its peak when everyone was just like, there were hand sanitizer dispensers Purell everywhere. Uh, And I was like, I was working in the hospital at the time. So I think like in the hospital, there were all these studies and it was not, they did have Purell dispensers, but they had something else. I can't remember what it was called, but it was also like antiviral. And there were like all these discussions about how that, how hand sanitizer and those products were more effective in hospitals than just normal hand washing with soap and water, Hmm. which I think, you know, whether or not that is still considered true, it's sort of, for me, it's sort of like, I didn't, I wasn't as aware of, it seemed like just normal that everyone was using lots of hand sanitizers and sure, it was sort yeah. of just like this common thing. Still like, are. Yeah, they they work great. Right. They they still are. You can get them everywhere. You can get like, you know, natural ones at Whole Foods or Trader Joe's or something. And and like and, and I've also heard that um like a lot of things with labeling, like if there's like a above a certain percentage of the antimicrobial chemical like triclosan is the main one then it has to be listed on the label but like a lot of products don't have to list it because like Mm. per dosage or per serving or whatever you know there's like a negligible amount serving serving (laughs) yeah i'm thinking of like trans like trans fats the other one like hydrogenated oils where it's like okay yeah it's still being used in products but they're yeah if there's if it's below a certain amount, they're allowed to say that it. It's not there. It's and not they don't there. Have to declare it, and yeah. so the way that they do that is by like manipulating the serving it's size. Like coming through customs. Yeah. If you have less than ten thousand dollars, right, you don't have to declare it. Right. So you just break it up into a bunch <laughs> of different. Yep. You know, put some in your bag. Give some to your wife. Or something. Mm. Yep. So. Um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense when you think about it, like. Most people aren't even in the hospital for like bacterial infections. There's no, no reason the, to think the, that. No, the risk of, uh, you know, the, the infections that are in hospitals are so much worse than what yeah, you're exposed right. to normally. I mean, there's, I think there's so many times where, and especially with like people that are compromise, compromised immune systems, which is a lot of people in hospitals, you know, the risk of infections there are, are crazy and there's... That's true. You know, hospitals also like in, like a surgeon, I can see that if you're like, you know, someone's insides are exposed, then yeah, they shouldn't introduce stuff. But right, right. I mean, and, and you know, you can't you can't sanitize an environment. That's true. It's just not not possible, and, and uh, yeah, hospital associated infections are like a huge. It's a big deal. A huge issue, and like the government's getting involved with finding hospitals that have like above a certain level um, but anyway hospitals make you sick yeah hospitals that that's a you know it's a big deal it's a big deal. that's another that's a topic Epigenetic harm is is definitely a topic worth discussing but all right what's you said there were two rulings by the fda or two things that came well out yeah luckily month. you know the antimicrobial thing as scary as that is is very minor compared to yeah. the other toxins and right. uh, environmental toxicants that we're going to talk about today. Um, so a scarier one potentially is that um, the chemical that called BPS, which is bisphenol S, which is um, 
has been implemented. I'm not exactly sure when to replace BPA. Um, Which was like a, a trendy thing like 10 years ago, like BPAs are bad. Right. And it's still, you still see BPA free on everything. Right. You know? yeah. um, it turns out that the BPS has pretty much the same negative effects as BPA did. Um, and so there were some studies that came out recently that found that um, it does, it is a, an endocrine disruptor, which means it messes with your hormones. And it was found to negatively affect um, the female reproductive system as well as, um, as well as kids that were exposed in vitro. And that it also seems to be, require a lower dose than BPA. Um, and BPA was associated with all kinds of problems, um, especially for children that were exposed to obesity, asthma, diminished lung function. Um, and, you know, it's also found in epoxy glue, water bottles, can liners, um, and thermal paper, which is used for cash receipts. And it seems like you can actually absorb a pretty high amount by just touching uh, mm. receipts. So they found this, you know, they find these chemicals in um, le some levels in almost all Americans and in a lot of parts of the world. Um, so I guess that, you know, the broader topic that we are going to discuss is just all of the different toxic agents in our environment. Um, yeah. And, and there are millions. Yeah, and how that, you know, that overall load is you know, probably putting a ton of stress on our bodies and our immune systems. So, but that story is interesting because, you know, BPAs became this like popular topic. Everyone's anti-BPA. I don't think anyone actually knew what it did or yeah. like how it hurt you. But, and then, so they came out with these versions of plastics that substituted BPS with BPA, right? Right. And it's just coming out now that the BPS is just as bad, if not worse. And there, there, there was a study from 2014 that showed that BPS is harmful, um, that it may disrupt heart rhythms and cause other cardiovascular problems. So it's and we all have it. Yeah. So it, it. it's you know these there's not a lot of doesn't seem like there's a lot of consumer protection um, with a lot of a lot of chemicals that are used in our environment, and I think. Um, I have a note that there are about over a hundred thousand chemicals, synthetic chemicals that are in, in different products that we're all, all, all of us as Americans are exposed to regularly. And few of them have been tested for safety. It's sort of like innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. Which, you know, is not how most things are regulated in our, in our world, like food and drugs and so people can just kind of like develop products and put them out there and it might not be till years later, if at all, that it's discovered that. Right. It's like the burden of proof is on, you know, people to prove that they're unsafe, right. which, you know, we've seen that tactic used with like tobacco is the, you know, the most obvious one that comes to, sure. to mind the tobacco industry, you know, you know, basically it was, it took a very long time for there to be conclusive evidence that cigarettes, cigarette smoke specifically was causing disease when it was, you know, pretty obvious for a long time. But at least now everyone knows that and nobody yeah. smokes anymore, right? Well, no. <laughs>
Smoking is at a, at a, at a, a pretty low rate, I think. But In this country, it's gone down, country. but I think it's actually gone up in parts of Asia. Yeah. It's, uh, it's still there. It's not going away. And I'm sure, you know, a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of, um, there's, there's probably a good amount of, of, you know, toxic agents and that are resulting from, um, from cigarette smoke. And actually another, another, um, topic that I, we didn't even discuss, but that I've heard a lot about is, um, like, um, fumes from like cooking, indoor cooking. Mm. There's all kinds of scary causes of like indoor and outdoor pollution and there's, you know, potentially our indoor environment. Well, that, that's an interesting one in other countries. I know like a lot of, especially women are exposed to like smoke inhalation because from cooking. Yeah. And then you, you know, when you have like nonstick, um, oh yeah, that stuff's bad. Nonstick. And there, you know, there's other chemicals in other cooking products that are. Yeah. What's their tagline should just be, we kill canaries. Yeah. Remember that thing that came out? Yeah, I I know I know a couple of people that have pet birds that I remember hearing they really like. Uh, you can't. They're like the most adamant about not using nonstick because they're the canaries are. No, well, I think it's other birds too. Like they'll they'll die if you have them inside Jeez. and use it. But anyway, so the yeah, more um, what what other what what else is out there? Um, yeah, so <laughs> um, you know a common one that I think has. Had, is still used somewhat, I don't know what to what extent, but like flame retardants. Um, you know, flame retardants are found to be carcinogenic and they used to, they, I don't know if they still are or not, but I know that they were in a lot of um, kids' products and products for babies, like in pajamas uh, and bedding and all yeah. kinds of stuff with the idea that... Stuff they probably like put in their mouths. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you have this idea that, oh, if there's a fire... I mean, I don't really know what the idea is. That yeah, the logic doesn't even really doesn't even up. really make sense, and it, you're exposing them to all kinds of all kinds of like dangers. The child animals. will burn, but the, yeah. the sheets will not. Um, so you know, generally, I guess you know you have flame retardants. Um, they're also used in building insulation, electronics. Um, they're detected in most Americans with the highest levels in children. And again, have been associated with endocrine dis- disruption, reproductive issues, neurologic issues, immune suppression, as well as cancer. Um, they're also used in furniture, um, and they do not seem, they're not proven to increase fire safety. And they don't seem to have much like purpose either right. for a lot of this stuff. It's like, a lot of it's just like making your product more cosmetically pleasing. Like make right. give it that that shine or whatever. Similar you know. to yeah to lead or heavy metals, which is another right source of of uh, environmental toxicants. Which you know I think lead we've talked about is the most obvious one, but mercury used to be you know a really big still out there. One yeah I mean people you know use it in lamps right in fillings. Oh yeah I remember seeing something about like people. If you have like ten people in an elevator and each of those per- people has like one filling in their mouth, then like the actual concentration of mercury gas in the elevator is really high. Yeah, it's crazy. And with that, you're you are inhaling the fumes as well, which is I don't know if that's necessarily worse, but it's like a different exposure than you know having mercury in other products that you're 
exposed to either by like touching or eating. Right. Oh yeah. Well, that was interesting when you were talking about off the before we started recording the uh, fluorinated stuff in furniture. Mm-hmm. Like off, like everything in your house is just off gassing toxic. Right. Toxic gas so, yeah. all the time. Cookware, clothing, uh, carpeting, food packaging. Um, so you're just basically like living in a cloud of toxic gas. Right. Right. Yeah. You're. Furniture and carpeting specifically is off-gassing. So, kinds of- I mean, it begs the question, like, is this knowledge useful? Like, can we do anything about this? What's... It's obviously a public health problem, but, yeah. like, what can we possibly do about it? That's It's a hard question. I mean, I think, personally, you know, trying to... I mean, and this isn't directly addressing it, but trying to you know, maintain good health in other areas of your life, <laughs> you know, in order to knowing that you're having, you know, this exposure. Um, I mean, we didn't even talk about like pesticides and herbicides and things like that, that are, that are pretty common and, you know, known to be bad, but I, I feel guess, like, I feel like we should do a follow up episode. to Yeah. This one. Um, but I, you know, I think maybe just like trying to limit your exposure in, areas that you can control like what you eat and drink and yeah you know just trying to maintain health um, because there's there's literally no way to know what's going on with yeah with you know this table right what's in it you know like what's what is the wall made out of right i mean i guess you know ridiculous questions trying to avoid carpeting could be one i try to avoid carpeting. one way yeah i mean people with pets i think are aware you know that's a common and I, I'm also not very good at uh, keeping yeah. my world clean. Um, I, I've seen that there have been, like, I know that there are a bunch of brands of mattresses now. It seems like a new trend that are supposed to be, like, safe mattresses. Uh-huh. Um, they're kind of expensive, but I've heard there are, like, three or four brands I've heard advertised recently that are specifically advertised based on their non-toxic well, Glues I mean, if, and materials if, if this and knowledge becomes more, more ubiquitous and like people are, people are like upset about it, then I think it's it's good, and maybe people will be or manufacturers will be moved to, to change their products and be like, we need to make safer stuff for people. Yeah. Because I mean, it is outrageous that we put up with it. Yeah, it is, and and that there, you know, all of the stuff is on. Tested before it's being put in. Yeah, the also also outrageous for sure. So you know it's you know the concern about um, you know like organic food or something like that, which you know something I personally try to avoid. You avoid organic. Try to no try to avoid non-organic. Oh, okay. You know, food that has you know been treated with pesticides or um, you know animal products from animals that were exposed. But I mean, still, you know, they found that there are still levels of pesticides and things like glyphosate, you know, in organic products. There's sure. less. Sure. So it's, you know, I guess, I guess this overall, like... Is it worth that extra, like, few dollars? Well, yeah, I mean, it's, un, it's unclear, and I think... But I guess, in general, you know, what we can try to do is just reduce our exposure to... Well, what's your what's your ounce of prevention here? Let's get to this pound of cure. All right. Um, I mean, I would say, I guess, for an ounce of prevention would be 
um, get rid of like household cleaners and detergents and items that are not necessary mm. for those exposures. So, you know, using natural quote unquote natural things, but like vinegar and, you know, just basic Castile soaps or things that are, are, you know, lemon juice or, um, you know, what, what are, seem to be like hippy dippy natural remedies for things that you know actually i think if you know a lot of people have tons of toxic chemicals in their house cosmetic products sure we all do um, yeah we all do but you know if you can that's an easy way to yeah reduce them um, yeah you know, don't you don't need i mean even like yeah a lot of cosmetic products i mean i think a lot of women are more aware of that than than men but you know it's like that's a whole other minefield of you know what's in makeup and cleaners and yeah I, lipstick I, I couldn't tell you toothpaste I mean it's tons of of potentially toxic chemicals so I would say start with your household products and yeah it's a good one Lysol and Febreze and all that stuff is dryer sheets that stuff is all probably worse than you think and whatever, worse than whatever you're using to clean or even if you probably don't think about it though. Yeah. You know, most people are just like, oh, this makes my floor clean. Yeah. So that's all I need. And so, I mean, I think luckily, you know, with like health food stores or Whole Foods or things like that, there are even like Dr. Bronner's, like there are brands that are, that are making products with this stuff in mind and they're not always that much more expensive to use and it may... I think personally it has a, can have probably has a major effect on you do okay. your health yeah alright that's good to avoid you know the common products that you would just get at a normal store because they're not actually necessarily tested for safety even though you would assume that they would be right and sure they should be I'm just gonna keep making you talk about it because <laughs> I don't have a, a good answer for my uh if I could offer an ounce of prevention, it would be, yeah, uh, let's think, uh, I don't, I don't, I feel like I could give the same one every episode, which is basically just like, try to be more conscious of, you know, what your environment and what you're consuming, but I feel like that's a cop out. Well, I think that's true. I mean, also, you know, avoiding plastics. How about this one? Spend more time outside. It's good for for avoiding a higher concentration of environmental toxins or home toxins, but it's also good for you for many other reasons. So. Yeah. I think Get out of the house. Yeah. Your indoor environment may be worse than you think. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's All right. sign off. We'll probably have to touch on this again yeah. one day. But pound of cure. All right, until next time.